This message is from Rock of Ages Lutheran Church in Payson, Arizona, January 9, 2022. 1 Samuel 16, verses 1-13. The actor Harrison Ford once shared an account of when he first started out as an actor. He played a very minor role in a movie as he was a bellboy at a hotel. And after he had completed his work and his scene, the executive director of the film called him aside and told him he would never make it in show business. Of course, years later, when Harrison Ford was a world-famous actor, that director sent Harrison a note which said, I guess I lose my bet. Things don't always go as expected and Sometimes our predictions of what people will be are way off. That's often how it is with this world. But for those whom God has chosen, he chooses those whom you would never expect, and he anoints the unexpected. This epiphany season, we'll be looking at how God reveals his plans. And today, we'll begin by looking at 1 Samuel chapter 16. And there we'll see how God's plans are revealed as he anoints the unexpected. The prophet Samuel, years earlier, had anointed Saul. He had taken a flask of oil and he had poured it over Saul's head, signifying that Saul was going to be selected by God. See, anointing was common in ancient Israel as a, a sign or a ceremony that indicated someone was selected for a special office. And this anointing of Saul by the prophet Samuel was the greatest anointing that had taken place. Saul had been anointed, as Samuel told him, to be the first king of the people of Israel. But here we see in 1 Samuel 16, the prophet Samuel is now grieving for Saul. It's not that Saul had died, but Saul had fallen from the great heights and hopes of being king of Israel to being a failure. Saul had turned aside from the word of the Lord. And so the prophet had to tell him, since you have rejected the Lord, the Lord has rejected you as king over Israel. And even when the prophet Saul pleaded with Samuel, or the king Saul pleaded with Samuel, Samuel told him, the Lord has taken away the kingdom from you and given it to another. Samuel was having a hard time moving on as he grieved a loss, such a loss, such a failure of King Saul. But the Lord had moved on. Starting at verse 1 of chapter 16. The Lord said to Samuel, How long will you mourn for Saul, since I have rejected him as king over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and go. I am sending you to Jesse of Bethlehem, for I see a king for myself among his sons. Saul was no longer king, and Samuel grieved that fact. He had trouble moving on. Sometimes it can be that way. It was God reveals his unexpected plans. And I know how this is. 
as someone who's served as a pastor, I can know how hard it can be to move on when someone has rejected God's word. I know what it is like to baptize someone, to instruct them in the word, and to find out years later how they end up rejecting the Lord. And yes, it's good to, in patience and mercy, hold on, and you want to hold on to that person. But God makes it clear that eventually you must move on. When God makes it clear that that person in unrepentance and hardness of heart has rejected his word, he tells you to move on. Saul had rejected the Lord. If Samuel did not move on past Saul, he would either have to serve Saul and no longer serve the Lord, or he would serve the Lord. It's the same for us. Sometimes you'll see how congregations and families can end up being divided when someone rejects the Lord. Because some people will want to hold on and and cannot move past the fact that person has rejected the word of the Lord. And others need to move on because they will continue to serve the Lord. And there's more than just simply the reluctance to move on in Samuel. Samuel is also mixed with fear in his emotions. Samuel said, how can I go? If Saul hears about it, he will kill me. And that's the way it is too. When someone rejects the word of the Lord in hardness of heart, they will strive and work against those who continue to serve the Lord, especially those who brought them the word of the Lord. So Samuel is afraid. He knows the vindictive and violent behavior of Saul. And he knows what Saul is capable of doing if Samuel continues to speak against the king. But God gave direction. Yes, there will be times when maybe we'll feel fear along with Samuel. We cannot look down on the reluctance and the fears of the prophet Samuel as he doesn't move forward right away with the Lord's plans because we will fear the same, we will feel the same reluctance and we will be filled with the same fears as everyone who serves the Lord will carry a cross. God instructs us to go and make disciples of all nations by baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And God tells us to instruct them everything he has commanded us. Might we at times also have reluctance or fear to carry out this command? A reluctance as we see sometimes the failures that happen, but also fears as we wonder what will happen if our friends or family members reject our efforts to baptize and to teach. But the Lord gave Samuel his instructions. Samuel was told that he was supposed to go to the house of Jesse in the town of Bethlehem. And there we even see the elders of the city of Bethlehem are fearful of Saul as they're worried when Samuel first approaches. And it's then that we begin to see Samuel not only has reluctance and fear when it comes to carrying out the Lord's direction, he also has confusion. Samuel tells the sons of Jesse to be prepared for sacrifice. As he prepares the ceremony, he has his olive oil in his horn, ready to anoint the next king. And then the eldest is brought before him. When they had come, he looked at Eliab and said, Certainly, 
This is the Lord's anointed. And that's when Samuel's confusion comes to light. He's expecting things to be based off of outward appearance. Eliab was tall and impressive, much like the King Saul before him. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look at his appearance or at how tall he is, because I have rejected him. For the Lord does not look at things the way man does. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. And Jesse's confusion and the sons of Jesse grew in confusion and Samuel grew in confusion as one after another, the seven sons, eldest sons of Jesse, passed in front of Samuel and one after another, the Lord revealed how he had rejected them. Because the Lord doesn't care about outward appearance. The Lord looks deeper. Maybe we fall into that same trap and expect things to be based off of outward appearance. That's how people often judge things, right? You only have to look at the playground to see that it's the most impressive, the tallest, or those who have the greatest appearance that are the most admired. You don't see the shortest or least admired person serving as leader of the cheer squad or captain of the team. It doesn't change as people get older. Aren't the celebrities who are most impressive in appearance and performance, aren't they the ones who everyone looks up to and everyone most admires? But God looks deeper. The Hebrew expression here is quite interesting. Man looks at the eyes, but the Lord looks to the heart. God sees beyond the superficial outer appearance. God sees the thoughts of the heart. God sees the evil pride of the heart. God sees the evil thoughts of the heart. No outward appearance can hide it from him. Whatever your thoughts and attitudes of the heart might be, it lies open and clean and clear before God, who looks at the heart. And so God saw the, the heart of the sons of Jesse one after another and rejected them. God doesn't care about your outward appearance. He looks to see faith in the heart of man. Faith as one who repents and turns aside from, him, from sin and turns to the Lord as their Savior God. Samuel was confused and he said, aren't there any other sons? Jesse then says, there is one other, one other who he wouldn't even mention by name, just calls him the youngest and says he's out tending the sheep. David was so insignificant that he was overlooked by his father and his brothers, left to tend the sheep while they attended a special ceremony with one of the pastors that was a celebrity in their time. Samuel called for David at once. It would not cease until David was brought before him. It says David is described as attractive in appearance, reddish-looking, and striking eyes. But God didn't care about all that. We know that. God had chosen David in grace because God looks at the heart. And in David saw a man of faith 
after his own heart. A man who turned from sin to faith in the Lord. Samuel took his oil and anointed David at once in front of all his brothers. And so we see the Lord anoints the unexpected. And not only does the Lord anoint the unexpected, but he anoints them to fulfill a task and a role far beyond what others might ever expect or predict. David, the lowly, overlooked brother of all his family, was anointed to be the next king of Israel. It seems that David's brothers didn't understand that quite at that time. Samuel didn't say what David had been anointed for, and it Apparently, David even himself had not at that time understood what the significance of this anointing was. All they knew was that God had chosen David, and God had set aside David to be his own for a special purpose. Imagine to their surprise when they learned later on, David had been anointed by Samuel to be the next king over all of Israel. And not just the next king, but the king who would rise to the greatest heights and be the most renowned of all the kings of Israel. The king who would be filled with the Holy Spirit and would inspire, would write by inspiration of the Spirit, the texts which are echoed throughout time on the pages of Scripture. The king, the prophet, David. David, from whom would come the greatest of all kings to rule over all the earth and for all time. God anoints the unexpected and he anoints them to positions far beyond any expectation. That's the way it works. When Jesus, the son of David, appeared, nobody would have expected him in his lowliness to be the next king of Israel. That's because Jesus came in such lowliness that was entirely unexpected God's son would appear in such a way. But John the Baptist knew better. Jesus was more than God's son. He was also, was more than the son of David. He was also God's son. John the Baptist knew that this lowly man, Jesus, was going to be anointed, chosen by God, to be the king over all. John himself was actually reluctant, fearful, and confused when Jesus came to him. That's because John thought it should be the other way around. Jesus should be baptizing John, not John baptizing Jesus. John knew who Jesus was. But God anoints the unexpected to great heights. Jesus told John at that time, Let it be so now, for it is fitting for us to do so, to fulfill all righteousness. And when John baptized Jesus, and that water was poured. It says that the Holy Spirit came down from heaven in a visible form upon Jesus. And Jesus was anointed, as the scriptures say, with the Holy Spirit, signifying that he was chosen to be the Christ, that is in Greek, the chosen one, or Hebrew, the Messiah. God anoints the unexpected. The lowly son of David was the son of God, chosen by the Father to be the world's savior. And the father spoke from heaven at that anointing, saying, This is my son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Jesus, the chosen one, was anointed to be the Savior King. 
He was anointed to be the prophet who would speak the very word of God, the word in the flesh. And he was anointed to be the priest, our great high priest, who would offer up the only perfect sacrifice on behalf of every sinner, himself. And he was anointed to be the king who would defeat all of our enemies, sin, death, and the devil, and who would bring us into his kingdom of eternal peace and rule over all forever. The anointed, the Christ, son of David and son of God. And God anoints the unexpected as he has chosen and anointed you. He poured out his spirit on you with water and the word. And in your baptism, he sent someone to signify that you have been chosen by God to be his own. The Apostle Paul writes in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, He anointed us. He sealed us as his own and gave us his spirit. God, in baptism, poured out his Holy Spirit on you, the gift of the Holy Spirit, and you were anointed in your baptism to be chosen as God's own child. And in grace, God does the unexpected as he anoints a sinner to be his own. And just as David was anointed to great heights in grace, God chose you in grace to be his own child and to belong to him in his kingdom. Yes, God sees the heart. And God looks and he sees every sin and every evil thought. But in your baptism, you have been washed and you've been given a new heart of faith by the Holy Spirit. So that with that new heart of faith, you turn from sin and trust in him who has chosen you. And with that anointing, we serve our God in the role he has given us to declare his word. Yes, it's true that like Saul, those who are anointed with the Holy Spirit in baptism can reject that gift. Saul was anointed by God to serve the Lord. Saul received an outpouring and was filled with the Holy Spirit. But Saul, in stubborn hard-heartedness, rejected the Lord and rejected God's word. And so God rejected him. And yes, it's a terrible fate that can happen. And God moves on when we reject him. But like David, we can serve the Lord. God has anointed us to now live under him in his kingdom and serve him in grace. And our service is acceptable through Christ. As we serve our God, we share the unexpected because God has revealed a plan where he anoints sinners and by his anointing chooses to make them his own, to be part of his kingdom and his child. And so we join with the Apostle Peter and say, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ and for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This promise is for you and your children. Maybe there are times when we are reluctant or maybe we are fearful or we are confused about God's gracious plan for sinners. But join as we see in the son of David and in David an anointing which is entirely unexpected. We see how God anoints the son of David 
to be our Savior and our King. And just as he in grace anointed David to serve him, he anoints you to be his own and to serve him. God anoints the unexpected. <laughs>